This is the business of life with Jan Arden and Arlene Dickinson. Jan, where have you been? I've been on the road. I'm still on the road. I'm in I'm in Edmonton right now, and uh, it is a snowstorm. But I am here because I love the business of life, and I love talking with you. And I, I missed you last bit, week. I was worried about Chantel taking over, but you know, I, I think I think I've I've got a proven track record here, and you know. <laughs> Today we can talk about nudity. Maybe that'll get the people back. <laughs> well, listen, Chantal did a fantastic job, but I missed you, and I will. We will. You will. You are. You are. Uh, you are the friend I talk to every week and love talking to. And I think people think we're always talking in the same room when we speak, but we're not. We're all over the country. Both of us travel an enormous amount, but in particular, you are touring right now. Yes. What is that like? I, I looked at the pictures on your Instagram of the bus. And I thought, oh, they, they actually sleep on that bus. <laughs> like, I don't know what I thought happened, but I, I didn't can't am- express my <laughs> hatred enough. <laughs> Is it bad? To you. Well, you know, it's the, the question that I get asked over and over and over again after all these years, and I've really been traveling on the road for 30 years. People want to go on the bus. They want to see the bus. They want to... It's like it's like people wanting to know uh, about the space station. I swear to God. It's, <laughs> it's like that same level of excitement. And... Not unlike the space station, the question that I get asked, of course, is going to the bathroom. Like, what happens? How do you guys go to the bathroom? You're rolling all the time. Well, I'll I'll tell you right now, it is not a pleasant situation. <laughs> you know, there's 12 people riding on the bus. For the most part, uh, it's, it's mostly men. There's three girls on this tour, three women. But you cannot poo on a tour bus. Are there Let's candles just, or matches no, or something? No, no, there's, you can't poo on a tour bus. Let's uh. just get the conversation launched. Let's get the business of life going. Uh, because there's really nowhere to dump solid waste. The drivers are going sometimes 10, 12 hours to get you to their next destination. Canada is a big country. And, you know, there's long drives. And, of course, you're going to have to go to the bathroom at some point. But you have to tap the driver on the shoulder and pull over to a gas station. So then so everybody one, knows what's going on. Oh, everybody knows. Everybody knows. And um, the romance, you know, the romance of it all. This, and know. I can't sleep. I can't sleep on there. You, you, I mean, we have a wonderful driver. Greg is a, an amazing driver. I've, he's driven me many times over the years and he's fantastic. But uh, sometimes you're airborne in a bunk and you, you sleep with your feet facing the driver because if he has to slam his brakes on for any reason, you're not all breaking your necks. I actually have been thrown out of a bunk on a bus. Um, this was years ago. A, a driver missed um, like a, a, a an off-ramp, and we kind of hit the ditch, and all of us flew out of our bunks into the middle aisleway. It was like piles of bodies. It was a really scary time. Um, it, I'm surprised that none of us got really hurt, but the bus is the bus. Wow. Is the bus. Wow. It's, it's, uh, it's tough, but it's your little home away from home, and your, your, your bunk is your cubbyhole, Arlene. I would love to take you out. We need to do a podcast from a bunk. <laughs> we should. We should. <laughs> well, well, like I'm an honorary captain of the Navy, so only if we also do one from, you know, all the bunks on the ship because that's, all. I think, very similar type of uh, idea, only they're on there for months at a time. So it's, uh, uh, it's, it's uh, well, listen, touring or traveling yes. and, and just that whole life, I find it... Lately, I've just found myself almost cringing when I think I have to get on another plane or travel to another city or or not be home for more than a couple days at a time because it's it's really exhausting. And while it sounds glamorous to do all those things, it really 
you you get in a routine. I know exactly what happens when I get on the plane. I have a、mm-hmm. certain routine. I, I, I what's I, your routine? Okay, my ru- that's what people want to know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if they do. It's not that exciting. No, but, but it's it's the minutia. Yeah. What, I, what do you do? So okay. So first of all, I want to be on the plane like early, not late. So like, like I don't get to the airport early. So let's start with. I am one of those people that kind of careens up to the airport about five minutes before. Why does that not surprise me? <laughs> know, it's bad. It's so bad. And then I, I, I race through the airport. I, you know, but I, I'm very efficient. I always take a, a carry on. I never check my bag. I I never wear shoes that are going to go off. I watch the jewelry I have. I'm very conscious of the clothes, everything. So I don't want to be hung up in security. So I'm, you know, like I've got that nailed. You know, tape my scarf off if I'm wearing one, etc. Get run through there. Get to the line、um, because、you、I fly. Yes, I have Nexus、okay. um, because I fly so much. I've, I've and the, I、Me、think、too. I'm close to two million miles on on Air Canada alone. Um, you get, of course, you. The lucky part of that is that you get to go、um, on board, you know, early. So I get into the zone one line. I I stand there. I will be be working on my phone right up to the time where I have to show them my passport. I've got that in my pocket. I've got. I'm all ready to go. I I walk onto the plane. I'm almost always in. The first three seats, generally, you know, seat row one, two, three. I like an aisle seat because I don't want to have to bother somebody if I have to get up and go to the bathroom. Uh huh.、Um, I want to be able to get water easily if I need it. So I'm I'm on an aisle seat. I get upgraded uh, uh, all the time. Luckily, again, benefit of traveling lots is you get upgraded. Frequent flyer. Yeah, frequent flyer. But you know, the the disadvantage of being up there is that you're flying and you have no life、um, outside of the airline. People always say to me, "Where do?" You Live and I would say on a plane. So anyway, then I sit there and then I get water with lemon and no ice because I don't like the ice on a airplane and I I want lemon <laughs> in my water for some reason I can't explain. Well, it's nice. It's and, a little citrus. <laughs> yes, citrus. A little、spritz. vitamin C for yeah, crying out loud. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I drink I drink lots of water when I'm on the plane. I you used, have to. I used to eat the meals. I don't eat the meals. I, I don't rarely, eat the meals anymore either. Rarely eat the meals. Yeah.、Um, Might have the salad, you know. That's it, and、yeah. and I have my headphones, and I either work the entire flight, or I have been known, Jen, to sleep on the plane because I something、uh. about the air in a plane. Puts me to sleep, and I mean the lack of air. Yeah, maybe that's the oxygen the deprivation. Any rate, <laughs> anyway, and uh, and uh, and I don't. I'm not a chit chatty person on the plane. I'm going to say I kind of keep to myself. Was there a time when you used to have the odd cocktail up there? I might still do that. Okay, <laughs> but it's because <laughs> you're saying water, and I'm like, I'm thinking, no, you, you, I, I picture you having a glass of wine. No, 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 no. Eighty、no. percent of the time, I'm drinking just water. Like, okay, I, I, I drink rarely now on the plane. It's same thing. I just, I don't like the way I feel when I land, and I don't want to. I don't need a buzz at thirty thousand feet by myself. You know, like, no, it's not what I'm looking for. So, no. And then、uh, I'm I'm first I get my bags off I'm first off generally because I'm up at the front and I'm gone and yeah and I don't want to shop in the airport I don't want to eat in the airport sometimes I get a coffee you know on my way through an airport、um, as I'm running if I have time but that is kind of it as far as、um, you know I mean it's it's not dissimilar I'm always early at the airport but I have I travel with my dog. Yeah. So Mitty's with me. She's a five-pound Morky, which is a Maltese and Yorkshire cross, 
And she's an amazing traveler. People often say, is your dog drugged to fly? And I'm like, no, but I am. That's <laughs> not the truth, but it always gets a chuckle. But I'm always early because of guitars, check-in, and, and all of that stuff. I'm also well into my second million mile on Air Canada alone. And it just, so that does come with some benefits. Yes, checking in early. My Nexus card has saved me many, many times. And for people who don't know what Nexus is, um, it's a program that is offered by the government. And it is just a very, very rigorous screening. I remember my interview for getting my Nexus card, which helps you go through the borders. It would, I, I would call it something that augments your passport. It, it shows people that you have had a, an extra security clearance so that you can bypass a few of, you still have to go through your, you know, the x-rays and all that stuff. That doesn't change. But um, it's one of the best things I ever did for traveling. Wouldn't you agree? For sure. Arlene? Like uh, it's it's amazing. It's I mean, so what, sometimes when you look at a sea of two hundred and fifty heads that are going through security, the Nexus line might have thirty. So yep. you know, right there, you're saving yourself time. But I, um, you know, I, I get on board early. I'm one of those people that wipes everything down. I always travel with you know little wipes, and I'm wiping. You know, I either use the face cloth that they give me to wipe the ca- the arms, the, the the TV screen, anything where other people have touched. Um, and I'm not a germaphobe either. Like, I'm not like that. But I just generally wipe everything down and I put my headset on. Um, I'm usually always traveling with my amazing road manager, Chris Brunton. So I have, you know, somebody with me. See, and I don't do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can't travel alone. It's just not something that's easy for me. I mean, I will occasionally, but... Chris, wherever I go, Chris is usually with me. So, and he's the tall, good-looking guy that you always see on my Instagram feed. So he gets recognized as much as I do, which is hilarious. I, I, he's probably cursing the day I started putting him in all my pictures. But yeah, flying. I, I don't sleep really well on a plane. But I, I think getting to the whole thing about traveling and negotiating, living a life where you are on the road all the time. It would be really sad for me to say, oh, as soon as I get home, I will have my life and I'll see my friends again and I'll have a semblance of some kind of routine. I can't do that because I'm traveling 200 plus days a year. I've had to over the years figure out how am I going to have a life? How am I going to maintain friendships, eat properly, get exercise, sleep? And so I do the same things no matter where I am as that I do at home. So I really adhere to my routine. Um, Chris and I were actually just talking in the car on the way here to the studio that we haven't done great on eating this time. And I don't know why the schedule's been kind of nutty and some of the places that we're going, some of these smaller um, smaller towns, it's just been hard for us to plan meals and to get meals, good meals. But basically what I do, and I'm, I know I'm talking too much, is I sleep at least eight or ten hours a day or I can't sing. And as soon as I wake up, I have something to eat. So I always have pieces of fruit in my room. Um, always. I yep. always take, you know, whole fruits. You know, I'll have coffee in the hotel room. I always drink decaf. I haven't drank caffeine for years. Then I go to the gym. I don't care if I'm in uh, Smithers, British Columbia, or we, we find a gym. And if there isn't one in the hotel, Chris will figure out a way of getting me to someplace that does have a hotel, uh, a gym. Then I figure out how to eat, and I have to eat before 2 o'clock. If I'm singing at 7.30 or 8, I have to have six hours between eating and singing. So we're talking about schedules, and Jan, you were telling me about how you have some fruit in the room, and you know you work out every city you're in, no matter where it is. And I drink tap water, FYI. 
Yeah. I drink freaking tap water. Well, that's because it's $5,000 a bottle for the... I know, but never mind that. I mean, I don't know where the world... I mean, this is a whole different topic. I don't know where in Canada or the United States, for that matter, unless you're living in Flint, Michigan, you know, drink the tap water. It's it's excellent. New York has some of the best tap water on the planet. Does it? Anyway. Yeah. I didn't know I that. always drink the tap water. I've never been sick. Never, ever, ever been sick. And I drink tap water. I mean, I've sometimes have the same water bottle, you know, for two months. And I finally throw it out because it just looks really terrible. And I finally recycle it. Well, yeah. you, you said a couple things. Like, I also buy fruit. <clears throat> like, you know, like to whole take fruit. on the it's plain easy. whole fruit. Like, I carry fruit. Uh, like a lot and fruit and nuts and nuts. small things, right? But you're, mm-hmm. but you're right. Like you do notice when you're not eating well on the road. Like it suddenly hits you. And you think, oh, I feel kind of lousy, and you realize, oh, I didn't work out, or I didn't eat, or properly. I haven't eaten in hours and hours and hours. <laughs> yeah, it's it's my biggest challenge. I think is food. So on the bus, like Chris went, and there's a whole bunch of great food on the bus. So when we are kind of using the bus as our 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 headquarters, uh, there's tons of great fruit and nuts and there's cheeses and there's there's vegetarians and vegans in my group so you know there's kombucha there's there's lots of things that people can eat there's always vegetables um and there's there's um fresh cut vegetables in my dressing room all the time that that just have a kind of a dip where you can just eat them so they're always in front of me so every day i am eating a massive amount of celery and carrots and red peppers and cucumbers and cauliflower and broccoli that saves me, and that's on my rider. So show days, I have access to that. So even if I don't get to a restaurant, I know when I get there, I can have a bunch of nuts and some vegetables. And I don't really eat meat that much anymore at all. That's not part of my equation, and I feel so much better. Yeah. No, you got to take care of yourself. It's um, So I've been, as you know, we, we've talked before about working out, but as you know, I run stairs. I don't know why. I, it's, it, I don't either. I, you I know just, what I decided this morning as I was running. So I counted the stairs today. It was seventy-one stairs. Oh, I saw. And they're I and they're saw. steep. And and these are a new set of stairs because we've graduated from the fifty-one stairs that I did earlier. You know, ten times. Now I'm doing seventy-one stairs, and we're going to try and get to ten times on the seventy-one. And if you guys think that are listening think that's easy, no, it is not easy. No, no, <laughs> not well. Maybe it is when you're thirty. Do you do that on the road, Arlene? Like, is it is is exercise part of your routine? It is, but I have a different. Like my routine, I think, is different than yours. Where I'm not, I'm lots of times I'm doing public speaking, so I'll go in I'll do a speech I will get up at you know four in the morning to get to wherever I've got to get to I'll do the speech I'll try and come back that same day or I'm then going to the next city and so it's harder because to find the time yeah it's the time issue right because the time changes like the other day I went from Vancouver to Winnipeg to Toronto um, all within three days of and so you you're in three different time zones and you're up early every day and you're working late every day so I mean that's a big excuse it's a big fat excuse but what do you do self-care on those days because you know I do what I can I walk as much like I'm a big walker I try to force myself to get my steps in you know however many that is I don't care if it's 10,000 but I try and walk I walk as much as I can I I, I, I you know on the porter I never take I, I rarely take uh, the es- the speeding escalate what do they call those things on the in the, the walkway I, the I, I will almost always walk I will always take the stairs I those I try, are good tips though yeah I know because that I don't makes get a difference on an at elevator the or escalator if I can afford if I cannot 
you know, yeah. certainly when I'm in high heels, that's a different thing. But I try to take stairs. I, I promised myself I would take Ladies, stairs. Ladies, don't travel in high heels. No. Oh, I mean, oh, do you travel in high heels? I never no, do anymore. No, 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 no. I have really, really comfortable footwear. You don't know, A, if you're ever going to be stuck on a plane. Traveling is not for the faint of heart. I have been in situations where, A, I haven't seen my baggage for like 72 hours. So I sort of, I always make do with stuff in my purse now. I always have a toothbrush and a tooth and a little travel toothpaste in my purse, one that can go through security. I have a tube of mascara. I always have lip gloss. Um, I, I, don't judge me, but sometimes I will roll up and put in a little, little Ziploc when I'm traveling a pair of underpants. I know it sounds kind of Looney Tunes, but I will put a pair of underpants in my purse just to have it. Cause sometimes I've, Literally gone into the hotel without my sorry. without my suitcase. Just, sorry, I got to interrupt you. I, you said you said something on your Instagram post. I honest to God, I I cried. I laughed so hard that you had gotten your period unexpectedly after five I did. months, and that you dug through your purse to find an old Tampix that was unwrapped had, and had yeah, a it, it came out of the wrapper. Cherry lifesaver stuck to. The- Side of it. Well, I, I honest to God. Well, I brushed I, I, it off. I dusted it off and crammed it oh, where the sun sorry. don't shine. Honestly, I laughed. No, uh, no my I, first. I, I know that's exactly what you did do. <laughs> so that's why I laughed. I thought, no, I know that's what you did do. And in fact, I okay. So I got to. So I'm thinking of that as your rambling, whatever. What you were talking about, <laughs> about your purse. And I, you had posted a picture on Instagram that you were talking to me. My very first private jet ride, really, like a jet jet i've been in prop planes where they've taken me from vancouver to edmonton but this was like a jet a fancy jet and ctv had paid for me to go on this jet because i'm i'm going to be a mentor on the launch which i'm very excited about it's out in february so and then i get my period and i'm like oh my god and that was the tampon that was the emergency (laughs) tampon that was in there that had come out of the wrapper and further that out of the little cardboardy thing. Well, so I'm like, it's it's got pieces of Smarty on it. I, what am I going to do? No, like I have to get on this plane. It it was funny, and and so as you were telling that story, I was looking at my Instagram to find it, right, to talk to you about it, and then I thought, and I saw that you had posted a picture that you were in studio taping with me. So yeah. I thought, oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to do the same thing. So I took the phone and I just took a quick snap of myself and because we're talking I didn't take any time to do anything with it or really look at it so I posted it and I've got a big pimple on my nose <laughs> I so, bet it's attractive no How do you? it's not I have no makeup on I look like crap but I thought you know if Jan can I can so if you've just I tuned in you're listening to the business of life with Jan Arden and Arlene Dickinson <laughs> and we're talking about traveling today but it, honestly there's little things that you can do that I always have in my purse I have like like uh, some kind of nut bar. I, I don't want to say brand names because we're not being sponsored by anybody, but there's certain brands oh, that wait, I really like to have. Wait, if there is what? a sponsor out there that wants to sponsor <laughs> us, that has a candy Maybe bar. Maybe my doll. We Tampax. Call, call, no, stop with that. We want candy bars. Call us. <laughs> So we're kind of rambling today. I think it's because we haven't talked for like a week and a half. We're all over I, like travel. I don't I'm, even know what we're I'm talking trying about. To stay, what are no, we talking we're, about? We're to, I'm talking about traveling and how you, you maintain are. a life. So yeah, I am talking about that. I'm trying to get you to, to stay with me. But I'm, um, I, I do, I get asked about traveling so much. And I did throw into the basket that I'm traveling with my dog, which presents a whole new set of challenges for me. Um, I have, and I'm not going to lie about this, I have snuck 
Mitty into a number of hotels that are not super pet friendly, but sometimes I'm forced to. She's in her bag and she's a better guest than most people that I know. I would rather have my dog traveling with me and in my bed with me. Thank you very much. But I, um, you know, so I have to look at her after her as well. One of my biggest fears, and this has happened to me before, is when you get out in the tarmac and all of a sudden something goes wrong with the plane. And there has been times where I've sat there for like four or five hours. Everyone's wondering what's going on. People are getting anxious. They're getting restless. Meanwhile, I have a little dog with me that has to go to the bathroom. So I always travel with the people are like, how does she go to the bathroom? What do you do? I bring little like pee pads. They're, they're, they look like little things you can fold out. And I literally march Mitty down in her little bag. No one even knows I have her into the bathroom. I put the pad on the ground in those tiny bathrooms. I stand on the toilet to get out of the way and pray that she'll go on that little pad. These are just inside little tricks, folks, if you're traveling with a small dog. But people want to know these things, Arlene. They really do. I don't know. You've got like an entourage. You've got Chris to worry about. I don't You've have got an Mitty entourage. to worry about. You've got your bags. Your, I don't know. Like I can barely get myself on the plane. Like I don't know how you get all of that going and but it, but make it But it's nonstop. It it's all I do. It's all I do it's is all, travel. I, I don't, but think, you I have don't to ha- think I'm much different. But you have to. But, you think but you, you travel maintain a life. I no, do, but I... I uh, you, travel di- you, you, you travel differently than me. You, you do like... Two, three days, which I do that as well. There's there's gigs that I fly in, fly out. You know, those those are really, they're called one-offs in my world. We call those one-offs. When you're touring, um, like I'll be out, I have another month to go, and I've already been out a month. So it's a long haul for me. Maybe that doesn't seem like much to people, but it's a lot to me. It's a lot to be away from home and to be living out of a suitcase. But what I was getting to like 10 minutes ago is that you have to maintain a life. So I do try and stay in contact with my friends. And the nice thing about having traveled all these years, and I'm sure you can say the same thing, you've probably got friends in every city. So there's people that I get a chance to see quite a bit because I travel so much. Like I have tons of friends in Toronto. I have friends in Vancouver. I have friends in Winnipeg. And that's been a lovely part about traveling so much these last 20, 25 years is meeting amazing people and having friendships in all these cities where I can go and say, hey, I'm in town. Let's go for dinner. I can't even begin to tell you when sometimes when I, I can complain all I want, you know, go to Vancouver, to Winnipeg, to Toronto, to Halifax, to Prince George, to Victoria, to, you know, um, Dawson Creek, all over the all over the country. Oh, I know. You've probably but seen more of the country than the prime minister. I have seen a lot. Of, I have seen a lot of this country, and I love Canada. I can't even. I, I get. I wake up wherever I am, and I think, isn't this interesting? This is town is beautiful. The city is beautiful. They're the people are kind. They're different. Their accents are a little bit different. Their their styles are different. Their their heights. Their 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 approach. Everything like I. I, I'm fascinated by it. Like, I love this country. And and the beauty, the beauty of going, I was in Kananaskis last week as well, and the beauty of Kananaskis and the Rockies, and then going from that to the ocean in, in Vancouver and going... It's superb. It's, it's, it's honestly... I, stunning. I, so that part of travel... I wish I could take more time on either side of the business to enjoy it in a different way, but just seeing it, uh, seeing it, you know, for people who send their kids to Europe and, and all around the world, to the States and everywhere when they're young so they can experience something, 
Never mind that. Send them to Canada. Send them to Quebec City, to the where we, our country got started. Send them to, you know, to to go and understand what's going on with the indigenous people, and 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 go amongst the the conditions and what's happening there, and learn and understand the history and the heritage of this country. Go to Ottawa and see the Parliament buildings. Go to you know the your own your own civic your town halls or your your libraries. Go to your libraries and and understand and read about this country. I I feel like I've just become so passionate about Canada, and I have no time. Zero time, Jan, for people who disparage this country because they're the people who have never traveled. And while Canada is not perfect and it is far from perfect, we just live yeah. in such privilege to live here. Um, Beyond a shadow of a doubt, it's it's so extraordinary. I um, I I think about that too all the time. Uh, the the beauty of this country, you know, when I when I think about Rick Mercer and and his show, the the Mercer Report you know, that he's been doing so boldly for the last 15 years. I've had so many conversations with him about Canada, you know, much like yourself, much like so many of the musicians and, and uh, you know, artists in this country that travel, like, nonstop. Um, the places that I've seen, Arlene, are, are just, they're so indelible. And I just, it makes me want to cry, actually. It mm-hmm. makes me want to ball my head off when I think about, you know, being in Port Hardy on Vancouver Island. Oh, my God, I love Port Hardy. I know, you know, standing there, you know, looking out at the water. And, and when I think about the, the Northwest Territories and going up to Whitehorse and, and you know, the, the Inuit people and, and the vastness of the, of the North. Like, I was just thinking about, uh, you know, Churchill. I was in Churchill, Manitoba once, and I, I would love to go back there again. But I, I couldn't, I thought I was on a different planet. Everywhere you travel in this country... My experience is a lot of times we're traveling at night. We wake up in the morning, you know, in the broad light of day, and I'm like, where am I now? And you feel like you're in Norway and you're in North Bay. You know, you're, you're in North Bay and you're just like, I, I feel like I just woke up in Denmark. You have to travel, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. Send your kids out. Get in a motorhome. Get, you know, pitch a tent. You know, there's there's great books in the library, too, that, that will give you a, a vast amount of information about one-hour road trips that are like an hour outside of Lethbridge or Calgary or Edmonton or Vancouver or Toronto or, you know, there's so much information about things you can do within an hour of where you live. So don't be discouraged either by thinking it's going to cost you a lot of money. might cost you a tank of gas. Yeah, you know, and and as you're talking about that, I was thinking about, you're right, the the beauty of the country is unique, but what is the same? And what I, I think I... I feel so compelled by our country about is that no matter where you go, there is this sense of acceptance of the multicultural fabric of the of the land. And you know, and I I I, I don't like how that is used sometimes as a as a, a political talking point, as a you know, a way to disparage immigrants, as a way to think about you know we shouldn't we shouldn't be you know letting refugees in. We've got too much multiculturalism doesn't help. Whatever, I I can't stand that that whole rhetoric around immigration and refugees somehow tainting this country, which is built on a variety of different nations and immigrants who have worked hard to to raise us up, drives me. It, 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 I, I don't even understand it. I, I don't understand where this hate comes from. I don't understand where this privilege comes from. I, I, I get um, very emotional about it because I think you have to be passionate in life about something. And I'm passionate about the fact that we live in a place where, 
you know, human rights are are actually important. A- at the same time, we have a long way to go. And so when I say this, I know what's going to happen. People are going to say, oh, but this, and we don't do that, and we don't do this. You're damn right. We don't do everything that we should do. There's lots we could do better. But we Most are... Most people that are saying those things are sitting on a lazy boy chair in their mother's basement. No, I don't know. I'm sorry. Not always. I think that a lot of them are politically inclined. But, but, but a lot to... of... But there's so many armchair warriors now, Arlene, that, you know, that they're... These are people have that have no sense of really what's going on. They'll they'll pick up on some uh, somebody else's opinion and they'll just they'll just say it. And they don't even if you were to have a one on one conversation with them, it's very doubtful that most of the time they could really back up what they were saying with anything factual. And that's just that is the state of social media. There's so much noise. There's so much noise, and there's very little. You know, there's very few people that are actually articulating what they're feeling and what they're talking about. Is it, this, and is it social media? Sorry I, to cut you off, but is it... No, no, you're not cutting me is, off, but it, that's, that, is it that's the crux media? of it. I don't know if it is. You know, and I think, I think politics has gotten incredibly dastardly uh, it's 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 just awful. I, and, and I and I and I'll tell you why it's awful because it it pits people against people. It doesn't ask for tolerance and understanding and, and, and support of a nation. It pits people against people in order to obtain power. And I, I, I you know, and I want to leave that message with you, Jan. I want to think about that. I want us to think about that. I want to think about what we can do to be more vocal about the good instead of the bad. And 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 I've I, I, I'm so I've missed talking to you. I'm so glad you're back. Okay, so we're talking obviously about politics now. I, I somehow I always tell you I don't want to talk politics and end up talking politics. But don't you think, Jan, that politics is such a broad word though too. I think we're talking about the country. We're talking about the tone of our country, the personality of our country, the voice of our country. And you know, you and I both travel a lot and, and, and you, you, you touched on something that's so important. As I've traveled across this country coast to coast and witness firsthand the diversity, the importance of immigration, the importance of the people that come here and make their homes and raise their children and and bring, you know, so much to our economy, so much to our to the tapestry of really what makes us Canadian. I mean, my heritage is is Irish, German, Ukrainian, um uh Slavic countries. It's it's got some Russian, it's I, I, I'm like, a, I really am a checkerboard. And my ancestors, some of them came up through Ellis Island, through the United States and came north. Some of them came from the East Coast. I mean, I, I'm grateful for the intrepid, intrepid souls that packed up their meager belongings and suffered months and months and months trying to get here to make something of their lives. I mean, I'm standing here because of you know, somebody else's diligence and desire to have better lives for their children. And I'm so grateful. Yeah, I, I, well said. I mean, I I think I, what I, so I want to make two points. I want to act, like, let's just talk about something because right. I, what I was saying was that I believe the whole kind of lack of true passion for our country is getting dismantled because polit- politicians are pitting against each other on topics of multiculturalism, on topics of immigration, on topics of of um, many, many topics. Like, it doesn't even matter what the topics are. There's many points that they fight with each other, and, and it's getting uglier and uglier, and it's becoming a very... Um, it's very polarizing. So I think that's one side of it. And then you made a comment about 
the social side of things and how that actually is in creating its own division. And I got to tell you something. I, I'm going to share something with you that happened to me this week that really made me feel it, – it did two things to me. It made me feel – well, this was two weeks ago. I'm sorry. It made me feel horrible and it made me feel um, aware. So I had a delivery uh, man come to my house and he came in, and he he was uh, Asian uh, um, heritage, and he came in, and right away I was suspicious. It was awful. I had this moment of, huh, you know, should I be worried? I'm here by home by myself, you know, like I, I should be should I be should be more cautious, and I just honest to God, Janet stopped me. I just thought. What on earth am I thinking? I've never well, be, had be, those thoughts before be, ever in be, my life. I felt be a little more gentle with yourself because you're a woman and a man I, is coming no, into your house. But I, I so don't, take, I don't take have away those the thoughts when a white man comes into my house. And I can tell you, I probably should be more afraid. Uh, it doesn't matter, white man. I don't care what color they are. I, I can't stand that I even had that thought. So it was no. It was it was purely a, it was purely a thought that was about the race. Not about that I somehow okay. was unsafe because I was a female. I I hate that I thought it. I immediately changed it in my head. I shook myself, like gave myself a mental shaking. And I thought, where did that even come from? And I think that comes from reading all this hatred all the it's time. Osmosis. It's osmosis. It's, it's, it's awful. You have it's to the be billions positive. of. Well, it's the billions of bits of information that we are fed on a daily basis that we have to sift through as we lie our heads down at night on our pillows. You know, hands, teeth, jaws clenched, and we're going through information. I mean, how many of my friends have said to me, I'm not watching the news anymore. I'm not looking at it. I'm not turning the TV on. I used to enjoy looking at, like, you know, human interest stories or what was happening in the world or this or that. And, you know, everything from Brexit to the the nonstop crap coming out of, you know, the political um, climate in the United States that is absolutely making its way into Canada. We are foolish to think that it's not. It's, it's around the world. It's around the it, world. It is. It's, it's something that, I mean, you look at Brazil and their, their newly elected, you know, president down there. I, it's, but, it, but it is. It's this noise and it's this rumbling. And I, I don't think we've seen anything quite like this as far as a worldwide climate since probably the Second World War. No, even you know? then, I don't think we did. Even then, it was it was really it, it was but very it, it was very um, isolated. We didn't, it they, wasn't the but world. But they didn't have they didn't have the communication we do now. They didn't have satellites circling the globe. So we have a twenty four hour news cycle now. And you know, you were talking about the climate of politicians and what they're doing as far as you know using immigration and and um, you know the economy and all kinds of different things to to cause contention between themselves. These these never ending arguments. They don't listen to each other. They just talk. They're always waiting to see who has the most clever insults. That's what I find when I'm watching television. You know, even in the debates and the elections, the, the, the by-elections are coming up in the United States in four days. And, you know, we're all standing here with bated breath in Canada because what happens down there absolutely affects us. And it affects our economy. It affects our the way that we feel as a country. I think there's... People are on on pins and needles like they they never have been before because we're really waiting to see what our our friends and our neighbors are going to do, and it's to me it is it's it's I don't even I don't like the fact that I don't want to know what's going on in the world I don't like the fact that I want to stick my head in the sand and and you know choose the ignorance's bliss route because I'm just I get fed up with it too, I mean thank God I'm in a business I go out every night 
and I play music for two and a half hours. And what I say to people when they come in, I'm like, you guys, leave your troubles at the door. Don't worry about what's on the television. Forget all of that. Just come with me, you know, <laughs> come with me for a couple of hours and just hear some music and, you know, pin your heart onto your sleeve and just forget it. And everyone just looks so relieved when I tell them that. So, I, you know, I... I um I like that. I like this idea that there is I've started every morning and night um on my Twitter feed. I've been putting out a a tweet about kindness or about thoughtfulness or about just, you know, like I just sit there and I think I love them. I read them. Thanks, I like them Jen. all. Thanks. I do. I I I've really really been inspired by well, the nature of what you're putting out there because it's not you're not going after anybody you're starting with really positive messaging and you you just said earlier what can we do you asked that question before we went to break what can we all do and and that's that's big what you're doing you have 300,000 plus followers that are reading that when they get up going yeah I, I needed to hear that. But I, I think I want to tell people why I'm doing it. It was a combination of that moment where I realized that I had a, a truly racist thought go through my head that I, I've, I've pride myself on not being racist. I pride myself on, on, on being, you know, like, I think a very open-minded individual as it relates to any, you know, point of view other than perhaps Trump. So maybe I'm not so open-minded or the point of view that says that, you know, humanity is not equal. Um, but having said that, that it was that a combination of reading the news on that horrible um, shooting uh, Chantel and I spoke about last week in, in Pittsburgh that had oh. just got me into a state of just, I felt anxious. Of senior I, citizens, I, I, a 96-year-old woman. Yeah, horrible. So uh, that had survived the Holocaust. So, yep. you know, you, these horrible things going on. I, I'm feeling, I was feeling anxious. I'm feeling like, you know, nervous. And I thought, you know, Arlene, you're in control of this. You have power over this. You you can be a victim of this or you can take power and be mature and be, a, you know, you can you can be the the change you want to see. So I thought, I'm not doing those messages for anyone else. I, I'm happy that they help other people. I'm doing them because they're making me stop every morning and night and go, what am I thankful for? What could I do differently today? How can I influence anything inside of me to make me feel happier, be more joyful, and be more aware, and and hopefully change the way I interact with other humans? And, and so it starts there. And I think we all have to start with ourselves. And then we can amplify it out to the rest of the world. But if we don't have positive affirmations ourselves, we can't. And when I say that, doesn't that sound hokey? Positive affirmations. No, it I sound like some like should be reading like you know tea leaves. I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Arlene, Arlene, it doesn't. And it, it's not. You know, even when people are earnest now, like you're even questioning when you when you're being earnest and sincere. And I find that a little bit disheartening because. You know, good deeds. I just don't want to be not. taken as hokey. I just don't want it to be it's, taken. But why is it hokey? hokey? It's, it's not. It's, it's not. You know, one of one of my favorite shows is Little House on the Prairie. For crying out loud! Come and on, that's probably the hokey. I love it. I, if that's <laughs> if night, it's ever on, I will watch it. Half pint. Good night, I will Billy watch Bob. It. Well, that one too. I, I loved all those shows. I loved. Wasn't Little House on the Prairie that one? No, that was. That was. That what was, was that, House everybody? On the no, it wasn't. It that was, was Little House on the Prairie. Good night, no, John, John. Good night, Boy. John Boy. No. Oh my word! Can you guys please phone in? It that was, was that was Little House on the Prairie. No, it wasn't. Uh, you're wrong. I, and I'm no, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hey. look it up right now while you're talking. You talk hey, away. It, oh my word! Oh, I, I called somebody instead. Did you hear my phone? <laughs> you're calling I, me.
me. I'm calling you. I've got to call you a friend. Lunatic. Okay. Wait. Little House on the Prairie. I think you're wrong on this one. I, Little House what, on what do the I get? What do I um, get? You get... Um, no, John Boy and Mary Allen and... And they used I to say goodnight, the, so-and-so. Yes. Every, yeah. Can, where is the engineer? I'm trying to... Phil, are you here? Here it is. Oh, my God. He left. Here it is. What? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, Arlene has just had the moment. <laughs> it was the Waltons. Thank you. Are you sure it was a little house on the prairie? No. Listen, it was one of those things, but look how right I thought I was. I was ready to defend that to the tooth and nail. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. I'm right. That's what the world's doing right now. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm right. Um, <laughs> but I'm but, like, know, I, I am going to admit, I am going to admit, okay. Jan, Jan Arden was Doesn't- officially... Right, that it was you the Waltons that said goodnight every night, and it was Little House on the Prairie, and I love talking to you again. <laughs> I'm, you could be right today. Are we done now? You're de- we're oh, done. Man. You know, can <laughs> Talk I just to your say, friends, just, yeah. I just, just to summarize, yeah. today's show was about reconnecting with my dear friend Arlene, and I know we were a little bit all over the place, but you know what? We had a lot of stuff to say, and a lot of, <laughs> a lot's happened since we've seen each other, Arlene, so... Mm-hmm. Anyway, talk to your friends, lean on your friends, and be honest with yourself. Yes. And you have been very much so that today, Arlene, and I am grateful for it. And you continue to inspire me. Right back at you. The Business of Life with Jan Arden and Arlene Dickinson.